I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Biggest leak in Xbox history and EAFC is here. This is VGC, a video game podcast with me, Jordan Midler, Chris Scullion and Andy Robinson. Andy, you're back. How are you doing? Good, mate. How are you? I'm very well. How was... Uh, can, can we say where you were? I haven't, I haven't, been, I haven't been on for a while. I've been, I haven't been on for a month. Oh, Jesus. Um, so what, I've been at Gamescom. Mm-hmm. Um, we published all, a load of our Japan interviews. Mm-hmm. Um I was in LA last week for um, an Alan Wake trip, which was Ooh. quite cool. It's quite old school. Yeah. Um, you know, tr- actual trips back. I know we've had bits and pieces, but it's, I think it's the first one that I've been on that I can remember a big proper trip. Yeah. Where they had a full event, you know, all, all kind of, you know, built up to look like it was from the game and all the cast were there. And, um, you know, I got to play a couple of hours and and speak to Sam Lake and... Uh, and lots of people involved. I, I, I'm not actually publishing anything until next week. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think um, I was just allowed to say that I've been at this mm. point. It's a bit odd. How, yeah. I mean, in the world of social media, uh, they need to have embargoes about when you can say you've been there now, <laughs> um, you know, to avoid all the, the reviews that were going on while I was there. Um, yes. So that, that embargo, funnily enough, was that it just said September 20. So I had an advantage <laughs> as, as, a, as, as from what I can tell, one of the only British guys there. So I put it up at one minute past midnight. Nice. Did Sam Lake do the face? That's Have the that, important Americans. question. Um, did he pull the face? I don't know. If, I think that's under embargo. Oh. <laughs> surely he always, surely that's, that is his face. Yeah, I know. Like like if if you, pull, it's, it's like, pulls the face, it's like when they say, if you want to be original, don't get a tattoo. If you want to be original, don't ask him to pull the face. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm but pretty it, sure he does it. At least, but... Is he at least not like Martinet, where he doesn't just do the face without being asked? Whereas Martinet just did the voice before you even asked him. Oh, Sam Lake definitely like... loves it. He definitely loves it. Um, I've yeah. seen him in in coffee shops before. Like probably there just to hope that someone sees it. He's living the life. Like he definitely loves it. How are you, Chris? Yeah. Have you pulled the face recently? Mate, I pull the face nightly. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> Um, no, I'm, uh, the only face I'm pulling is the, the board face because there's, there's so little news that went on this. Oh week. yeah, it was a quiet one. Um, I hate these I hate these quiet ones. Yeah, but I'm sure you can. I'm sure you've managed to take some stuff. Oh, hold on, have they just announced that Hotel Barcelona game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 was like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I know. I'm, I'm, we I'm quietly seething. I'm, I'm quietly seething. I get like for, I get for the, a translator. Game. Like, oh, yeah, I don't know what all, that game is. What's that? He was like, I, I, every time I try to get in touch with Sweary sixty five eighty blanks, that's how he, he speaks. He doesn't reply. <laughs> that, that was yeah, that was I was just playing a, a voice recording there. What he mm. said, I don't know, man. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, we asked him about it because it's been teased for years, and he's just like, yeah, nothing's happening. And then like two months, maybe later, after. Like, to be fair, they what is it? Just like a piece of concept art or something. Maybe after we interviewed yeah, him before, the shit, I should show. get back on that. <laughs> give, give me my Crayolas out. No, no, they, they, they've showed actual footage. It looks really cool. It's like a two D action game and it's based on 80s uh, horror movies so there's like a big Friday go on describe it describe the monster it. Chris describe it <laughs> the concept art they've shared is an alien style yeah, fucking uh, hell. monster with a uh, large genitalia okay <laughs> just because the boss is back <laughs> we have to pretend to behave <laughs> on it's not to do with the boss being back it's to do with his being on air <laughs> speaking of I'm sure there were some large genitalia getting squarely kicked this week because the biggest Xbox leak <laughs> in history has happened. Where do we start? We're going to start with Microsoft is planning to release a redesigned Xbox Series console 
codenamed Brooklyn with a new design and controller. That's according to court documents published as part of Microsoft's recent legal battle with the FTC and they have been unredacted by mistake. The Xbox Series X refresh will feature more internal storage, faster Wi-Fi, reduced power, and a more immersive controller and a beautiful design. The console also ditches the standard Xbox Series X disc tray. Uh, Let's start with the console. Chris, are you ready for a refresh? I was until I saw that the disc tray was missing. Yeah. I, I still like my discs. Mm. Uh, but other than that, um, it looks really nice. It's, it's got that kind of, um, that bin look that everyone, that everyone loves. <laughs> the um, Xbox Series yeah, bin. The, exactly. But, and, and to be fair, it looks like um, Phil Spencer wasn't lying when he said that um, there's no need to release a pro version of the, of the Series X because it, it does look like yeah. the, the specs are exactly the same, so he, he was true to his word there. Um, he didn't necessarily say they weren't bringing a new one out, just that the, the, they weren't going to um, bring out an upgraded one, and it looks like that's the case. It seems to be more kind of environment-focused upgrades rather than actual performance-based ones. Um, but it looks fine. I mean, I, I won't, like I say, I won't get it because I've still got lots of discs and I, I like the backwards compatibility that I can still play some Xbox 360 games and stuff on it. Um, so it's not for me, but for people who don't really care about buying discs anymore, it's it looks like the kind of a nice and uh, the, the price the price obviously remains to be seen. We'll see what happens there. Uh, apparently, according to these slides, which it must be noted were meant for internal use only and are likely out of date and this is kind of what phil spencer eventually said november 2024 two terabyte for 4.99 andy as someone who's never got their xbox series x off are you ready for a for a refresh sorry i'm sorry if i sounded preoccupied there i was busy um screen capping the answer from Suda in our interview about Hotel Barcelona <laughs> and sending it to him on Twitter with in with the word lies in all caps. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, what are we, what are we talking about? Um, <laughs> Brooklyn, <new> Brooklyn, <laughs> new Xbox. You're going to get it. You love your Xbox. Do you know what? Everyone is calling this, oh, the biggest leak in Xbox history, but I don't think there's anything surprising in it whatsoever. Mm. Um, oh, there's a mid-gen refresh, which is just a slim Xbox um Mm. you know there's another controller they bring out a new controller every bloody month don't they okay they're cosmetic (laughs) ones um you know uh bethesda's working on its biggest franchises yeah for me it's more it's more just the scale of it's the emails that for me is is kind of counts as a bigger leak because not even that there's anything necessarily juicy in them because phil spencer wants to buy nintendo surprise surprise everyone would love to buy nintendo it's more it's more just the fact that when when private emails leak especially when all their email addresses are at the top that feels to me like the bigger leak because um when it's sensitive and like, private stuff like that that it, it, it feels in terms of scale it feels big even if the content itself isn't necessarily mind-blowing i think yeah so it's more it's more the fact it's more the fact that all this stuff was meant to be secret and now isn't that um i think is more exciting rather than actually what it says i also think so let, let's do this in order for, in case people haven't uh haven't seen this somehow because i know there are some there are some people that listen to this podcast because you might be shocked to believe that have like normal lives and don't just sit on twitter all day and on i don't believe video games chronicle.com citation needed yeah i agree um but next up unannounced bethesda games this was their like supposed slate um that was going into 2024 uh we know starfield redfall uh there was also looking like a sequel to ghostwire tokyo uh, a remaster of fallout 3 and the elder scrolls and the uh, indiana jones games the ones that are interesting to me obviously the remasters of fallout 3 and the elder scrolls chris do you think they're doing this fallout 3 remaster or at least plan to because by the time todd howard is working on a fallout 5 he'll be what 85 years old <laughs> potentially i mean it's also obviously worth pointing out that that particular one's from like pre-covid yeah so it's, it's it's saying stuff like this this one for people who haven't read it this is a document Microsoft kind of passed around when they were looking to buy um essentially buy Bethesda and its parent Zenimax's parent company so um this is like here are the games Bethesda are bringing out that we would basically get if we took over and yeah it's it's quite out of date because it says like Starfield for 2022 and stuff mm-hmm. like that because obviously then covid happened and everything got delayed but so we don't know for a fact that all these games are still going to exist certainly Ghostwire Tokyo I don't see a sequel happening anytime soon because the reception of the first one was pretty tepid um you never know um but yeah, if it does happen, yeah, you'd think that'll keep people busy until Elder Scrolls comes out in like 
20 years time i would have thought yeah and the 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 lineup also included um a few projects that turned out to be things like your um what's what's that one the xbox one hi-fi rush, Hi-Fi rush yep I, I always it just makes me think of uh we george for the gamer because i'm pretty sure he already has a tattoo of the main guy um but the one that uh was pretty cool to me dishonored 3 on this lineup i would like to see that the dishonored games always they fall into that uh, classic arcane territory of uh, video game journalists absolutely love them but they sell about two copies um andy how much of this lineup do you think microsoft will stick to or do you think this is basically just worth tearing up yeah i i wouldn't kind of like put my flag into that to be honest because i think it's dated is it dated pre-acquisition i believe yeah, Am I making that yeah, up? twenty. Yeah, it's, it's a couple of months. So for a start, yeah. you've you've got to take into account that they may have gone in house and then you know kind of reviewed a lot of those projects. Um, you know, it's it, we know for a fact that obviously Arcane were trying to pivot with Redfall at yes. that point. Um, so having the name Dishonored around that time doesn't fill me with confidence at all that is necessarily going to come out. Um, mm. No, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be um, putting my flag into that game at all. I mean, the remasters, obviously, they kind of tick like a different box. It's like you say, like kind of fill a hole in the schedule, um, kind of train a a younger team, you know, use it for hiring purposes if they announce it. Um, So I'd probably guess that they're probably going to come out, but less so Dishonored. Yeah, it's a a real shame because like Dishonored 3 is especially in an xbox exclusive world that would be a nice kind of game for them to get into that portfolio it's almost a guaranteed like critical darling it might not do loads it's essentially like what what deathloop was before because obviously deathloop was in the weird situation of being ps5 exclusive but yeah i think the the fallout 3 remaster i think is a bit more likely than the oblivion one because it would seem weird to do an oblivion remaster to tee up outer scrolls 6 whereas if you do like if they're on this cadence you presume if they're going to go on this cadence of like a starfield a fallout and elder scrolls a starfield like getting a fallout in there um instead of the last fallout release being in 2015 when fallout 3 yeah uh, fallout I'd, I'd be amazed on. if they haven't got one of the um the other teams working on fallout yeah i mean obsidian should be working on that right yeah they like, should be like new vegas too conversation yeah I, I, I think they've even said that they'd love to do that yeah and that's it's just it's a complete no-brainer i mean they're franchises they work on uh three of them now um bethesda it, it, you, you just can't expect them to rotate and you to see more than one game every 10 years at this yeah. point in the scale of what they are yeah the 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 assumption being that if, the, if they've got obsidian and it's the easiest thing in the world for for phil to come out at like a fan fest or whatever or the june show and say uh, here's Fallout New Vegas 2 and everyone goes oh, hey like um, you wonder if Obsidian would maybe want to do something slightly different with Fallout especially after the the Outer Worlds games because that second that first one was obviously very Fallout inspired and then the second one's coming along pretty soon but um, it'll be interesting to see they're also they were also talking about a trilogy of Indiana Jones games rather than just one um, missing for me Chris uh, mm-hmm. another Wolfenstein the, the third Wolfenstein reboot? I mean, the creator literally said, we've not done Mecha Hitler yet because we're saving it for the third one and it seems to be missing here. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I don't know. I can't. I can, um, unless that's one of the... There was Project whatever and Project whatever. The, the Project Hitler? Of, what do you think that was about? <laughs> Project Mecha Hitler, yeah. I think it was one of them. Um, yeah, they, they, had like, they had a couple of Project ones which might have been Wolfenstein and that. But we'll see. Like I'm, I'm happy if they want to do an Indiana Jones trilogy. That's fine as long as they don't do a fourth. I one. think that game's going to be really know, good. That Indiana Jones game. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's it's going to have to. I be. Bet look, at, look at some of the guys they've got working on that. It's uh, they don't. I mean, the the game director is the guy who made Chronicles Riddick and the Darkness. Oh, <clears throat> like you don't. Was... This guy doesn't miss. Like he made uh, most recently. What was the indie game? Roku's Island Express, the pinball beetle. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, indie game which was really good. Yeah. Um, he was at LucasArts for a while as well to work on an Indiana Jones game, ironically, that was yeah. cancelled. So it's, it's Midas. Sounds like a circle. Sounds like, a, sounds like um, everything he touches. So there's a lot, there's a lot of so kind of ex Starbreeze, obviously, in that team, which is, is where they emerge from. Mm. Um, yeah. So I, I reckon it's going to be really, really good. What do you think kind of game it will be, Andy? Um, have they talked? I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself because there'll be people in the comments going, oh, I said this. I mean, have they said 
anything about it. I'm pretty sure they confirmed it's a match three puzzler. First person or something. I, I think that was someone said that like it was a leak or something. That feels familiar. Uh, I'm googling an Indiana Jones game first person. Um, and we're all going to sit in silence on this. Apparently, it's first, apparently it utilizes both first and third. Uh, person perspectives according to this tiny snippet at the top of google uh the source of which is uh, questionable or oh, reportedly is reportedly uh first okay, answer so says, says man um you know but on, <laughs> honestly um the guy the guy jens jens anderson who's directing this game he is absolutely shit hot so uh, you know assuming they give it the, the time that it needs which um you know from the sound of it um todd howard is like a big super fan indiana jones super fan he's yeah. super he's exec producing this project um it, it sounds like it will get the backing it needs so i've no doubt it's going to be an absolute banger oh also last question on indiana jones andy do they pay the money to get harrison ford uh i doubt it yeah so- I, I doubt it you know i wouldn't uh... i wouldn't i wouldn't bet on that one either way yeah they've got um i think i, I would i look alike or just a totally different didn't. person <sighs> Uh, uh, do, do something see as long as they, see as long as they pay to put the music in it I think that's more important to me you've got to have the fucking music that's be, that'd be like making a fucking Star Wars Battlefront with the music like I'd be shocked if they don't have the, the tunes you say that but isn't it John Williams aye and he's usually quite sometimes his stuff's quite expensive I remember Pinball FX did a <laughs> E.T. table um, an E.T. table and Jurassic Park tables and the music is h- hilariously bad because it almost sounds like it's trying to be E.T. Yeah. Even but Disney, not too close even so they Disney don't doesn't use it it's John Williams music now mm. like some of those Star Wars shows oh, it here sounds we go. like they've just given <laughs> like given a geezer from a props department a MIDI keyboard <laughs> like it literally legitimately sounds shitter than like the uh, rebel uh, rebel shadows of the empire from 1994 <laughs> like genuinely yeah genuinely sounds shitter than someone just having a go at john williams while uh, this podcast was recording i got a recommended tweet pop up on the top of my phone and it was you moaning about ahsoka so i'm just getting it 360 degrees um andy's <laughs> star wars reviews welcome to our new spin-off podcast i think t- today through through that particular tweet i've learned the word simp ahsoka is for simps yeah anyway moving on i've i've the only (laughs) clip i've seen of ahsoka was on tiktok and um uh, a certain returning you've been ignoring my dms for the last 24 hours mate it wasn't that wasn't even dms were you uh, was that a dm or were you just spreading that in editorial i'm sick did you just did you just glance at it like from your sofa and just go no no it's because it was on slack and after after 10 p.m i don't get slack notifications so i woke up in the morning to like 10 messages on slack from andy saying someone please watch this (laughs) no one no one watched it because i didn't get it until this morning (laughs) i'm sitting playing efc talking to my girlfriend it's just Ding, 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 ding. Oh, this video is pretty fucking See, funny, mate. You're worse in because you didn't, you didn't, you knew about it and didn't watch it. I only just found out about it this morning. Oh, I wasn't going to go, um, excuse me a minute, let me just stop what I'm doing and put on this presumably hour long video about fucking Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> oh. you, know, you, know, you know what normal people do is you just go, yeah, haha. <laughs> Done. Not, you, you, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to blank it. You are Johnny blank messages. The amount of stuff that is put in that Slack and you're just like, not, not interested, go away. To be fair, a, you, would, you would know if we were lying. So if it's like an hour-long video and two minutes later, we're like, oh, that's so, so <laughs> it's, ten, it's ten minutes, to be fair. <laughs> oh, story. I'll, I'll promise I'll, I'll, I'll make a point of watching it this weekend. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll to live stream it. Yeah. <laughs> story number three. <laughs> Phil Spencer was targeting a Nintendo acquisition and these leaked emails, um, he was having a chat with uh, Microsoft's Executive Vice President and Chief Commercial Officer Takeshi Nomoto, uh, talking about, this was the era when Microsoft was on the verge of buying TikTok, which was a weird kind of era when Trump was ready for, for banning it. Um, quote, Takeshi, I totally agree that Nintendo is the prime asset for us in gaming, and today gaming is most likely is our most likely path to consumer relevance, Spencer replied in this email thread. I've had numerous conversations with Nintendo about tighter collaboration and feel like if any US company would have a chance with Nintendo, we are probably in the best position. The unfortunate, or fortunate for Nintendo, situation is that Nintendo is sitting on a big pile of cash 
they have a board of directors that until recently has not pushed for further increases in market growth or stock appreciation um and then spencer goes on to say that it was um it keeps in contact with people that um were at uh, value act uh, and they had been heavily acquiring shares of nintendo that could create opportunities for microsoft the funniest line in this whole thing for me um <laughs> phil spencer says uh at some point getting nintendo would be a clear moment and honestly i believe a good move for both companies is just taking a long time for nintendo to see that their future exists off their own hardware a long time that is creator of four of the five best-selling consoles of all time nintendo yeah. chris you buzzing for our new xbox nintendo merger any minute now i'm pumped for it yeah <laughs> I, I mean at the end of the day these are like we said before these are internal emails that we're never actually going like everyone i'm targeting a nintendo acquisition <laughs> yeah. i just don't have the funds for it yet everyone wants to buy a nintendo um and it's also should be noted this was pre activision so yeah. obviously this is when they were looking for people to acquire and then obviously they got their sights set on activision and you would imagine Nintendo's now put by the wayside while they try and get Activision instead. So it seems like, again, like I say, I think more this, the scandal is more that this private email was leaked rather than the actual contents because it's like, obviously, obviously Microsoft wanted to buy Nintendo. Like, I'm sure Sony does as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm sure Disney does. Like, they, they, just, they just don't appear to be for sale at this point. No. Um, yeah, the, people were going absolutely crazy about this as if the next step was microsoft were just going to hostile take over them and that would be it and mario would be on the xbox series x coming this holiday but andy surely like if the opportunity arose they would be they would be like being irresponsible to their shareholders not to pursue something like this uh yeah sure theoretically yeah how much how much Um, would you cry uh, i don't i don't know um (laughs) It's, I don't think there's a. Is there anyone on this earth that wants to see Microsoft own Nintendo, other than everyone with a Xbox avatar in my mentions? <laughs> is there any way, shape, or form when they would become anything other than more shit? I'd quite like achievements in Metroid. <laughs> yeah, other than that, <laughs> other than that no. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, it's a weird one. It's like um. And again, what what would be, what would happen if that was to? It's all it's all theoretical stuff. It's like would Microsoft just sit back and just let them do what they want because they would have to. Like we saw what happened when they bought Rare, and I know that was a long, long time ago, and that's we can't really <clears throat> compare what happened um, back then to now. But you've got to imagine that basically Microsoft bought Rare and took all the rareness out of it. Yeah, like if they're going they had to basically it, turn them into a new company. Yeah. So, so why why would they want Nintendo? Other than purely for financial reasons, why would they want Nintendo? Um, the, the 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 worrying bit, which you say, Jordan, is the key quote. There is him saying that Nintendo's future exists off of their own hardware, and nobody wants a Nintendo that gets bought that doesn't then release more systems because Nintendo systems are. And what what a, what a statement to make! Like at the time when he wrote that. Like they've sold 120 million Nintendo Switches. Yeah, yeah. These guys sound like they're definitely not don't have a future in the hardware. This was business. this was also six know months what they're after doing. Animal Crossing came out, and you couldn't get a Switch anywhere. Because I was... think they've sold more mm. Switches than Microsoft's last two consoles combined. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. It was... <laughs> I do. I, I do. I do like feel like it's a little bit um, harsh, even having this conversation, because I'm not convinced that he's that's a genuine. Um, kind of sentiment coming from him he's humoring the guy yeah. he's essentially explaining why they, they're not going to buy a nintendo um yeah. so i think kind of even entertaining this with, with serious analysis is uh yeah a bit because the, the, the context for people who don't know the context this is a, a different guy from microsoft who basically sent him an email saying why are we trying to buy tiktok why don't we buy someone like nintendo instead and Spencer's basically replied saying, "Yeah, we'd love to buy Nintendo, but they've got shitloads of money and it's not happening." Yeah, that, that's that's basically the, the the story in a nutshell. And like, obviously, the, the the important bit there is he would love to buy Nintendo, and that's the technically newsworthy bit. But that's about as far as that story goes. Like, like he. Would, oh, I think the most, the, the most there was there was a the, the story the newsworthy bit is, for me is there was a conversation about it. Mm. Well, the most newsworthy bit is him saying that he thinks their future is off hardware, which is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we'll see. Where's Microsoft's future in that case? <laughs> Off planet. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Uh, after all this happened, <laughs> Phil Spencer came out and said, so much has changed, which I'm sure is actually completely true. Quote, we've seen the conversation around old email and documents. He tweeted, it's hard to see our team's work shared in this way because so much has changed and there's so much to be excited about right now and in the future. We will share the real plans when we are ready. Also, the context missing from a lot of this internal doc stuff is all these slides accompany a guy standing there in front of you in this meeting for three hours explaining the context of everything. Yeah. Like, people were going crazy about... um on on one of the console slides it was like this console's adorably all digital as if they would ever say that in a public setting yeah. that it's not just to go to the suits and go well this is kind of what we're thinking of so yeah um this will just make and and, and he's he's, uh, he's partly right in that he says so much has changed because like we're saying a lot of these documents are just from random periods of time like some of them are from 2020 but then some of them are from like late last year so like the, the stuff with the controller and the new Xbox design are more recent and they're more likely to be legit. Um, the stuff about buying Nintendo and the Bethesda game list and all that is from 2020. Um, and a lot has changed in the past three years, especially with COVID happening and stuff. Um, so I would put less stock in those being um, going concerns at the moment. But certainly the stuff about the console and the stuff about the controller, you would imagine... Um, are more likely to happen because th- these were documents being shared like just a matter of months ago, like late 2022. So that seems legit, but the other stuff seems out of date now. Yeah. Um, this will make people unbearable for the next several decades, centuries, whatever. Um, I'm really... I'm going to put a moratorium on this podcast when we ever do Xbox predictions in the future from people going, well, if you remember in those uh, leaked documents, uh, we're not we're not counting them. That's cheating. Um, next story, Glenn Schofield is leaving striking distance after the Callisto Protocol misfired. Um, Another Schofield steps down. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you, is everyone okay? I'm all right. That, that should have been announced by Big Holly. Um, a crafting representative told <laughs> Big Holly <laughs> told Bloomberg Schofield has decided to pursue new opportunities and that striking distance chief operating officer and chief financial officer are also leaving the company voluntarily um, the project which was the Cluster Protocol received mixed reviews when it was released in December um, and this was just a month before the critically acclaimed Dead Space remake um, in, January, in January, an analyst claimed Crafton had targeted 5 million sales for the Callisto Protocol, but following a slow start, it could struggle to reach 2 million by the end of 2023. Um, Bloomberg reports the striking distance has laid off over 30 members of staff in recent months and now has a headcount of around 90 employees. Striking distance Chief Development Officer Steve Paputsis 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 will replace Schofield as CEO. Andy, was this a surprise? Um probably i think he did a really good job mm. um i mean you can you can see from you know lots of other cases at the moment that it's not easy to set up a studio and put out a you know kind of triple a caliber release on deadline i mean the game was like a sort of seven out of ten seems to be in terms of it consent critical consensus which is good going for your first game like building i mean from i've done this building a game and building a team at the same time is not easy. Yeah. You're like building the house, like without half the staff, you know, while you're going down the motorway. It's it's not easy. Um, and he's managed to do that. So I don't see, I, I, I mean, something's obviously happened behind the scenes, but I don't see how, but the game supposedly sold like 2 million-ish and they expected five. Um, you know, okay, fair enough. That's the, the risk you take. It arrived at a time when, <clears throat> when kind of uh, medium-sized games were performing really badly, the cost of living crisis coming in, um, you know, so across the board, there, there's loads of examples of those medium-sized guy, games like doing badly, like oh, the biggest example being uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, which obviously like basically they gutted all of them, which is an even more ridiculous scenario. But I, I think yeah. some of that was probably them, you know, the personnel just being ready to, to go do something else, to be honest. Um so I don't see how on the the uh the, the point of view of craft and it is crafting, isn't it though? Yeah. If they would be expecting anything more. I don't see how he could be forced out. Let's put it that way, because I think yeah. from the outside they did a really good job. And the point is they then go to second game and it's much, much better because you've got a whole team there. 
the guy has a proven, proven track record. So, you know, obviously he, he, you know, had certain expectations and they probably not met those. I mean, he's the sort of guy who knows that he can walk and he'll just go and build a, a studio somewhere else. I, I find it uh, funny is not the word, um, but a bit of trivia. It's the second time that Steve Papoutsis has um, succeeded uh, Schofield because they're both at Visceral together on Dead Space. So when he left to Sledgehammer, Papoutsis took over his role. Um, and I remember interviewing uh, Schofield at Gamescom about 10 years ago and they were actually going head to head. And I asked him about it and I think I was the only journalist who clocked on. Like, it's a bit weird going head to head with your old, like, number two because he was making, Papoutsis was making Battlefield Hardline at mm-hmm. Visceral and I think Sledgehammer were doing Advanced Warfare. Yeah. And it was, he, he said something like, oh yeah, I saw him on a plane. It, was, it seemed a bit awkward. <laughs> uh, but obviously they, I was really happy when they got back together to, to work on this, but obviously it's a shame that it's not worked out for, for Glenn. There was also that week where Papoutsis hosted this morning. Just for a while, which I thought was great. Um, like obviously, a seven out of ten is a seven out of ten. But do you think did Dead Space harm Callisto? Were, were there people going again, like Andy says, the cost of living crisis? People were kind of tighter with their wallets. Were, do you think some people thought I'm going to wait and see if Dead Space is better or worse? Well, it's an original and IP. One of these two games. It's an original IP that launched at seventy quid. Mm. Um, and you know, again, it came right in the middle of this storm where these. Middle, middle-sized games were suffering. You know, mm. it came out the same month as Midnight Suns, which which absolutely bombed on its ass and didn't deserve, undeservedly so. Brilliant game. Um, I, I think Rabbids didn't do so great as well around that period. It's you know, it's just unfortunate. But again, it's it's obviously it's critically it's been well received and um, it sold like a couple of mil. I mean, obviously not what they expected, but that's yeah. good going. You know, they've established a team. It's hard to, really hard. You're seeing it at Microsoft now. Um, it's really hard to establish a team that are capable of, of putting out games, shipping games on time to a standard. It's it's not easy, right? Like we've seen how long Fable's been taking, how long Perfect Dark's been taking. It really is not a trivial thing. I'll just put your job ads up, especially now with the competition uh that's out there so i think he he did a great job i'm I'm not i think the game's fine i just mean more in terms of when when they announced it the the gimmick the 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 sale the sale was this is the a spiritual successor to dead space made by the guy who, who worked on dead space and then all of a sudden before they know it an actual dead space is coming out a month later and that kind of that selling point is kind of diluted quite a bit when you're up against the thing you're trying to spiritually succeed. Um, so I, I just think I, I get the feeling that if I, certainly if I only had enough money to buy one game and I like Dead Space, I was going to wait and hold fire and see which one did better and then buy that one. So I, I just get the feeling that as good as the game was, it was hampered by external factors. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you could play that one either way, right? I mean, if this game yeah. did well and the other one bombed, you'd be going, oh, it's because it came out first. If I was a Dead Space fan, I'd buy the one that came out first. The new one. Yeah. I've already got the other one. It's all ifs and buts, I think. Mm. Um, well, instead of spending your money on Cluster Protocol, what you should have been spending your money on is the Switch version of Mortal Kombat 1, which seems fantastic. Um, the various issues in the Switch version of the Mortal Kombat 1 will be fixed, says Ed Boone, speaking to uh, BBC Newsbeat, shout out. Um, it will absolutely be getting an update, apparently. Quote, a number of the concern a, a number of the concerns of the issues that have come up will absolutely be addressed. It would have been ideal for us to release the version we absolutely wanted, but anything that we're finding a problem with is on our list and is going to be fixed. Um, Chris, have you touched this? Have you put your hands on Mortal Kombat zero point five? I haven't. I've seen footage of it, mm-hmm. and to be perfectly honest, a lot of it is what you would expect from a Switch port of a current gen game. Yep. Um. That's why I've been wary of, of slagging it off too much because certainly some of the screenshots we're seeing are laughable, like some some of the kind of character models and stuff. Um, but I'm also aware of how social media can exaggerate something by zooming right in on a face that appears for one frame <laughs> and covering covering the screen the screen. No. With it. Um, and so I'm I'm wary of it turning into like a, a witch hunt. Certainly, I've seen some stuff that is less forgivable, like. A fatality where a guy gets his head punched off and the head just kind of floats in midair and like stretches. So there's like 
legit game like game affecting bugs that I've seen um, and stuff like the the invasions mode is only half uh, they've only added the prologue at launch and they're adding the rest of it later stuff like that's not forgivable but the, the graphical stuff I'm less likely to go into footed on because it's it's a switch port of a, a game that's infinitely on infinitely more powerful hardware so I, I get how it looks but uh, th- yeah there's there's some things that should be addressed including bugs and missing content um was this always going to happen andy what people moaning about switch games yeah that specifically yeah um i mean chris i think chris has made the point i, I hate to be boring uh, and and again give the leveled response but what were people expecting i mean these are screen grabs of like mid animation uh you know port of a like a te- on 10 year old hardware effectively it's yeah like switch game doesn't look as good as ps5 shocker yeah, um, exactly it. i find it all quite disingenuous basically that yeah this always happens and then if you but if you went if you were in isolation you had it you go it's fine yeah um, exactly it. it's like i mean yeah i mean if it was switched to and people expect better from it fine but the what the, the hardware as it is just now it is the fact that it skipped ps4 and xbox one um it should be we should be like stunned that it even runs on the thing um in the first place i mean the mortal, the mortal kombat port the last mortal kombat on switch was decent for what it was like it, it, it also launched with issues that it, it runs okay i mean if you want mortal kombat on the move then it'll do, do you know what i mean you can practice your combos on it and stuff like that um so i appreciate the, the argument that it's 70 dollars and you're getting a lesser experience but you were never going to get the ps5 version in your hands so yeah i don't know i i'd I get, I get the disappointment, but I, I'm, I'm wary of feeding the, the, the overreaction as well. Fair enough. Look at you two, bloody level-headed. I need a reactionary on this podcast to really spice things up. They should um, <laughs> sell Nintendo to Microsoft. They know how to make uh, games that run well. After the break, we'll be talking about EAFC and Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we are back. Chris, it's the happiest time of the year for us. It's EAFC. Later today, you'll be able to play EAFC. I've been playing it since Tuesday, manipulating the market, playing so much Ultimate Team, playing the same people at Ultimate Team over and over again, and um, more often than not, googling them, and they're either a highly ranked professional player or a fellow journalist, uh, which was deeply embarrassing when a fellow journalist beat me 8-4 and then tweeted me about it, but... That's poor. Yeah. Um, Anyway, EFC, this year's FIFA, and it's this year's FIFA in more ways than I could have possibly imagined. Perhaps unsurprisingly, Chris... This year very much so far feels like get the word FIFA off of everything, put the words EAFC on everything, and then just get it out. It is a mm. it is a stopgap to what I hope would be a more um a more genuinely different game next year in terms of <clears throat> there's always I think the criticism of sports games is so boring when it's like, oh it's the same game every year. It's demonstrably yeah, yeah, not. I hate that. Um but this year very much feels like fifa 23.5 just because there is so much upheaval um and the actual some of the biggest differences are ultimate team is the main mode i play the mm-hmm. ultimate team menu system has been totally redesigned so you can just hold l2 and it'll give you a drop down of all the menus and you can just go okay. straight to that so you can go from like transfer market straight into rivals and play you don't have to do all that kind of crap 
Um, the there's now an evolution system where you can take a crap player, do challenges with them, and like improve the card, which is nice. Um, and there's uh, from a from a an interesting divergence from FIFA already. The like the first promo, which will start on Friday, is like here's some Nike sponsored cards. So they're going really heavy on that. Yeah. Um, what are you expecting when you when you when you use the the this the little New Zealand method later today? Um, well, like you say, I wasn't expecting a, a massive revolution like FIFA works. Um, people like FIFA um, as much as people complain. Oh, fix the servers, which I, I never really understand that um, yeah. vague argument that people always point at you. Fix the servers, if that means. And um, I, I expected an evolution rather than a, a revolution. Um, so that sounds about right. Um, it's weird because I, I wondered what was going to change between them drop because obviously um, it's happened in the past with the Madden franchise. Madden uh, in the past has tried kind of interesting new things in the NFL have always stepped in and says, no, let's not have that. That doesn't, <laughs> Like concussions and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> used to be, Madden used to let... Um, when a guy got injured an ambulance would drive onto the, the field and like run over people in its way and all that kind of stuff and that lasted like one year and the NFL said take that out so when when the FIFA license got dropped um, I expected to see a bit more freedom in terms of, and it sounds like that Nike stuff sadly that freedom has become sponsorship deals yeah. um, whereas I was hoping we'd end up getting stuff like the option to have referees making mistakes or the option to dive or, or yeah. stuff stuff that you get in real football, but FIFA might have in the past said this makes us look bad. Please don't, please don't put that in there. Um, so that's the sort of stuff I was hoping for. Maybe VAR stuff and all that. Even if it's just in single player mode, because obviously that can break up a multiplayer game. But if you're playing single player career mode, like cutscenes for VAR and stuff can make things more exciting. Like terrible decisions um, going against you, and you have to respond to it in the press and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. and, and and you need to write to the to the. Uh, <laughs> we'll go to the SFA SFL. next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, but the, I, I get it. It's it's. I, I, to be fair, for me, I, I took a year out. I, I only dabbled with FIFA last year because I kind of got FIFA burnout. So I'm massively excited to get back into it after my, my year on the bench. Um, to, that's a wee football term there. Oh, nice. Um, so so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking for. I wasn't expected. By all accounts, the Switch version is the one that's the biggest revolution because. Um, ever since FIFA came out on Switch, it has been like FIFA 17 on the 360, the same game every single year. And from what I played in the beta like that they brought out recently, it's it's totally transformed. So if you're a Switch FIFA player, number one, how dare you? And number two, like finally you're getting feature parity by the looks of it, although I need to kind of properly investigate more deeply. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it, it, it'll be interesting to see in the coming months uh, because you know that EA's got content planned for seasons and stuff in Ultimate Team um, and you're going to get weird collaborations turning up at certain points I would imagine um, yeah, so they, we'll they, see. They dipped their toe with like, the Marvel heroes and stuff like that that was kind of interesting um, obviously another big change to Ultimate Team there's women in Ultimate Team now so mm-hmm. <clears throat> not only does that like uh, oh, not only does that mean there is thousands of new players meaning the pool of players you can pack is diluted even further and yeah. <laughs> it also changes it gameplay wise although the biggest gameplay change i've noticed they have these new playstyle things which are kind of similar to the badges in the nba series so you can get players that have like gold crosses and the crosses thing that was the really th- the thing that got me so manchester city winger chloe kelly uh she's in my team she has gold crossing which is like mm. every time she crosses the ball it finds like a perfect header like mm. it is broken pretty much like i did it last night i was playing and i was getting like no luck going in the middle so i just send it to chloe kelly and wherever she was on the wing she was pinging like a as if she was crossing it on beginner straight through the striker and it's weird because these like gold play styles seem pretty rare like only like big like prominent players will have them but it feels like as the game goes on and every like an nba every player has every badge it will become like even more arcadey that feels like the sort of thing they'll nerf though because i remember when 23 or 22 came out um you could score overhead kicks so easily yeah. like uh, uh, and, and they, they kind of softened that down that's the one thing i can respect yeah for and i know you're not allowed to say that because that's a bad thing to say but they do listen and they do eventually kind of make tweaks to, to the gameplay so 
We'll see. I'm up for it. I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to do my New Zealand trick. Although apparently it's one p.m. and not noon. Um, I, I tweaked the guide because oh, um, yeah, apparently um, because we're on BST just now, they're only eleven hours ahead or something like that. Ah, either, I see. It's cool. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll get I'll get an hours in before I, I start uh, working today. Just opening your packs. Um, the yeah, the this weekend will be the big thing. By by Monday, the kind of OP strategy will be determined, and then by full release next week, I bet yeah, I've got a pretty good idea about what they need to change. But in the meantime, yeah. Chloe Kelly bombing down the wing, swinging it into uh, Cody Hackpo for the header. It's been pretty good. Um, next up, Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty, um, the the expansion to a game that I didn't like very much. Um, is is <clears throat> is here i've reviewed it uh, on the site you can go and check it out it's basically uh, a a side story that you can either play in the middle of the your like main campaign of uh, cyberpunk or they do the thing where if you just want to play this you can make a character and just jump into this which is nice it's like a spy thriller uh, v is contacted by a mysterious figure i'm keeping it vague because it's very it's very story heavy right at the start oh, heavy yeah. um you go into dogtown which is a new area that um um that is in the you can see it in the main game but you can't explore it and as you arrive the president of the un- the new united states who is on space force one uh crashes into dogtown it's a it's a great visual like the playing like crashes over your head and then it turns into like really cyberpunk was great at big single player spectacle and the dlc is even better at it to the point where it's like i don't really feel like this needs to be an open world game to be honest like i'm really enjoying just like plowing through these single player uh, missions um Mm. you get caught up in a caper we'll say with solomon reed who's played by idris elba who has uh he's putting on an interesting american accent it's an american accent that just every so often uh ducks back into luther yeah um so yeah you're you're doing that and the missions are they're 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 interesting in the sense that they're not all shoot shoot bang bang like there's a mission where you go into a a casino kind of area and it's all talking basically it's all you're getting information off these two net runners and the entire fun of them the mission is just like talking to them which is a nice kind of it's very casino royale it's very mission impossible like you'll see those comparisons pop up everywhere um mm. all that stuff's great it looks ridiculous cyberpunk still looks ridiculous um the i suppose the only the, the downside for me is i think the open world of dogtown which is pretty small it's quite boring it like reminds me of the worst parts of cyberpunk when i'm driving around dogtown it's just like this is just kind of window dressing to go to the main missions um but that paired with the 2.0 update which changes like everything about the game really makes it like if people were completely turned off by cyberpunk especially after everything that happened they were like we're never i'm never touching this again this is a reason to go and do it and um, cyberpunk defender andy robinson you come in i mean i think um we we talked about this before didn't we that um it's a game it's of kind of contradictions really that on the sandbox the sandbox has never been good yeah um so it really does depend what type of player you are. Like I, I loved the original game, um, but I came in and played it as a really fantastic, you know, linear cinematic first person uh, action game. And the sandbox was like just a bonus. Like I just travel through it from mission to mission, right? Like, you know, dabble in maybe some side content, but not much. If you go into it like GTA, like I'm going to shoot up the police and blow this stuff up and slap this pedestrian yeah. and see what happens. That's when it starts to break. Um, so it, it, in that sense, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. Dogtown is like, it's not like, a, I think they, they've probably gone law first on that one. Yeah. Um, but it would have been nice if there was like something that was completely different um, from the rest of um, the rest of Night City. Um, but certainly like the 2.0 update, the it's absolutely transformed the systems of the game like it's just so so much better i mean i spent i mean you really are you're better off starting the game again yeah because i i I continued my save and you basically you have to rebuild your character anyway because it's so different they just give you all of your skill points back and stuff and it's just completely overhauled the the tech tree and um the kind of uh augmentation and stuff like that you are better off starting a brand new game because it's like 
especially going into it after two years off. So, oh, shit, what's, what are my skills used to be? Like, what's this? Like, <laughs> yeah. like my big metal arms? <clears throat> and See, when, when they first announced that the, the next-gen upgrade was coming, or current-gen upgrade was coming, I went and bought Cyberpunk, because it was really cheap at the time, um, and I just haven't got around to playing it. So it seems like my laziness has paid off, yeah. because I'm, I'm basically jumping in version 2.0. You've and got so many games to play, shit. though. Didn't you I leave know. Zelda for like a, a Japan trip and then you didn't play that? I'm sure there was another one as well that you left. That's because that I ended started. up playing that Mickey Mouse shit. And then you've got like Mario coming out as well. I know. And look, it's a good time. It's a good time and a bad time. Have you but, played Pikmin? Nah. I'm not, I don't what? care about Pikmin though. Pikmin's not my... I love the, I love the characters don't think in Pikmin. Pikmin cares about you, Chris. Every, listen, Nintendo are on the phone to me every week saying, what should we make next? I said F099, mate. So you're welcome. Um, I, I know, I know. There's so many big, like, and I mean big as in lengthy games that I've got sitting there and it's actually quite terrifying. Uh, but we'll get there one day. When, when In like 2028, ask me about uh, Zelda. <laughs> then we'll talk. I'm going to get you a t-shirt that says that. In 2028, well, That's why I'm wearing an Atari t shirts. I'm still working my way through 2600 games. Mm-hmm. That's how big my backlog is. Wait, right. Chris, what console, and and don't say like the fucking Virtual Boy or something, what console do you think you've played the highest percentage of the library of? The, well, not counting the ones I've done books for, because I've done 100% of the library for those. Yeah. Do you mean just in my normal life? Yeah. Uh, 360. Nice. Because yeah. that was the point in my career when just like um, review codes for 360 games were just getting chucked around like confetti. So, yeah, most new games that came out, I there are n- how many xbox 360 games do you think there are chris some like four or five thousand isn't it and did you want to guess four or five thousand you're counting live arcade as well no we're not in a box this is list of xbox 360 games i think i've got most of them i've got like i've got literal boxes and boxes of xbox 360 games in my attic wait it can't be four or five thousand because i i'm I, um, Potentially doing a, writing a contract to do only like one book thousand, for it. right? So you it must be it must me. be less than must be around two thousand or less because otherwise I wouldn't have agreed to do a book about it. It is two thousand one hundred and fifty four, um, yeah, according to uh, this is Xbox three sixty games that were released via retail disc digital download or as part of Xbox Live Arcade. Um, According to Moby Games, there are nine thousand three hundred and fifty-seven games on Xbox Three Sixty. But some, I think that list is incorrect. Yeah, I honestly, I've got a stupid amount of Xbox games. Like yeah. that's uh, you know working working in the games media throughout that entire gen. Like I was there when it launched, and there when it you know for Xbox One as well. Yeah. So in those days, they. I mean, now for the last like ten years, I'd say um, physical code is not a thing, right? Like they send you a download code. Yeah. But in those days, they would send you a disc. Yeah. So you can imagine how many discs I've got. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I've got CD wallets full full of Xbox promo discs, and all the boxes are just up in the attic because they yeah. just take up so much space. Um, but I, I wouldn't chuck them because a lot of them don't. They did a really a good job of not making the promo boxes look cool or special. They just look like a shit photocopy. <laughs> there was yeah, proper, yeah. It was proper CEX bait. Like, so to so make sure nobody would ever trade them in. Uh, the, the, the cover's all faded and it's got a big yellow thing across it saying promotional copy, not for resale. So um, I, but you'd, I, go, you'd go to CEX and you still see plenty of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, sure, I'm sure the CEXs of Bath are absolutely littered with them. But um, the, I got the, the very back end of this when I came in. So I've, I've got like quite a lot of ps4 promo copies in the xbox one but it was weird though ps4 ones were shit though weren't they because it was yeah. just like a, a cd box a, a blank c- like a, jewel like a case, clear right? cd jewel case yeah as if you were buying a dodgy cd off a off a guy from the bars there was a ridiculous situation for one of the lord of the rings games where i got sent this was when i was at the bbc it was like i got sent code for both consoles and then on release day i got sent uh, three ps4 uh like promo copies and two xbox ones so this big box turned up from warner and i was like oh they sent like the fancy edition and it was just like five copies of the game and i was like what the f- what am i meant to do with any of this stuff um crossed wires Crazy but yeah days. that was a <laughs> halcyon days indeed there's uh three and a half thousand ps4 games anyway uh, how many switch games are there though oh God. That, that must be pushing ten thousand. how many switch porn games are there that's the real question how many switch games are there are we going to listen to you Google? 
4,526. No, that's, bu- oh that's bullshit. Oh, my God. That's there's, a, there's definitely more than that. Yeah. Definitely well, more than that. But join well. us on next week's episode of How Many Games Are There? Chris, you've been playing anything <laughs> this week? <laughs> um, Yeah, bits and pieces. I've been, I've been playing the crew still. Oh, yes. The, um, the world's most annoying game. There's, a, there's it, an advert for that on there now that does my absolute tits in. Oh, really? Um, it's the same as it was last week. It's the, the hand... The, actual racing is really good and really compelling the voice acting is like i would tear my face off it's so <laughs> annoying um so yeah it's 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 a really good game it, it, but it's if if you've got access to forza horizon 5 just play that uh-huh. um if you're on playstation and you don't then the crew is a good alternative but it is it is a shameless like attempt to recreate it from like from the intro to to the outro, if there is an outro, it's Forza Horizon Five. <laughs> um, but um, it's fine. I'm enjoying it. But yeah, like, turn the turn the voice acting to zero as soon as you can. Andy, you played anything this week? Or have you just been chasing that adorable little dog around? Um, we're playing F Zero Ninety Nine. Oh yeah, and that I'm came super, out. I'm super super impressed how much uh, effort they've put into that. Like I thought it'd just be like you know boot into a race and a one off, but the fact they've added like a whole ranking system. You know, uh, you know, unlockables, customization that you can add. There's like different challenges and cups, and it's brilliant. It's probably, probably brilliant. Like they've low key released a whole new F Zero game. It's not just you know like Tetris where it, it's you know just a small uh, kind of like gimmick almost. It's a proper, proper game. Um, so I'm I'm loving it. I've just started um, uh, Phantom Liberty as well. Um, I wish I could have started that earlier, but I've had COVID. Uh, so I've I've just started playing that. I'm looking forward to playing that properly. Um, like I said earlier, I'm tempted to start again, actually, because it's, it's so intimidating, mm. um, kind of diving in from a two-year-old save and trying to work out where the bloody hell all your skill points have gone. Um, yes, that is that is what I am playing. I am mm. playing an absolute shitload, a metric shitload of EAFC. Um, there will likely be a review on the website. What, what are we going to call that in the future? Because EAFC does too long in the tongue. Are people just going to call it FC, or are they going to just keep calling it FIFA? So like all people the, still say Twitter instead of X. Yeah, all the all the FC content creators I watch on YouTube have just been calling it FIFA, like out of habit, basically. But yeah, EAFC is too much. Do I get my it FC later? Right. It doesn't yeah. But EAFC, it all kind of merges into one kind of yeah. word. FIFA, Pez. FIFA. Like that is that was perfect. Yeah. No one calls it e football. Do you want to go go? Do you want to go up the for a game at e football? That get that get fucking uninstalled. Uh, unless you're unless you're the FIFA uh, head. Yeah. What's Make, the, the the greatest e game for for boys and girls? Big baldy Gianni Infantino. Um, he was that needs the, to be the headline of your review. If it, if it is good, the, the best e game for boys and girls. Well, now you've stolen it. We're not, we're not, we're not allowed to do uh, funny headlines on this website, Chris, as you well know. Um, next week, I mean, the games keep coming and they don't stop coming. Is, is that, are we at least getting a little um, respite here? I know that. I mean, no one has it yet, but I mean, Spider Man's coming down the track. It's gonna that's gonna be pretty soon. When's Mario, Chris? As, Mario's as, as Doctor Mario, mid, 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 mid yeah, a month till Mario. It's it's, yeah. it's it's really and, and it's really Sonic the same it. week. Sonic's a few days before it, I think. Alan oh, Wake so, as well is the same same sort of time, Alan I think. My, so, my, my only like respite is that I was down to do Alone in the Dark, and it's been delayed to January, so. Nice. Uh, uh, at least get to breathe for a second. Oh, Assassin's Creed Mirage coming soon as well. Oh, good games. We're eating good, boys. We're eating seriously good. Um, <laughs> so, Chris, if you're doing Mario, then does that mean I get to do Sonic? I don't. I don't know if I'm doing Mario yet. Someone, uh, I think Andy's going to steal that from me. Uh, uh, to be fair, he put the he put the effort in with Pikmin, so um, I, I would have no complaints there. Um, I'll I'll claim Sonic though. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okie doke. Um, we will be back next week thank you very much for listening you can watch the vgc podcast if you're an audio listener on our youtube channel if you are already watching thank you subscribe to the channel leave a comment they're always um deeply um insulting uh you can follow us on x uh, at scully 1888 at andy platonic at jordan midler um i'm on blue sky are you on blue sky I, I'm, I'm periodically logging into it but i, I completely oh, forgot i changed it. my um my twitter oh, you uh, andy underscore vgc is it? Oh, yeah. Indian era? 
know. I didn't even notice that. And I regularly uh, abuse your Twitter from my alternate accounts. Um, Andy <laughs> underscore VGC, apparently, whoever the fuck that is. Don't, don't like that at all. Um, <laughs> Who's that guy? No, that, that doesn't work for me. Um, <laughs> you can check out the site for a, a million things. Check out my FIFA coverage, which will hopefully be tomorrow. Um, EAFC and, coverage. Oh, Jesus. It is, it, it's EAFC coverage. Um, until next week, say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Say goodbye, Andy. Goodbye. I will see you. VGC, a video games podcast, is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creative Network.